Media at SAFM, Sundays, 8 to 10 a.m. Your free on-air consultation on marketing, advertising, media, and brand communication matters. So we will chat in the second hour to some of the winners from the SAB Sports Media Awards, including Jody Hendricks from RS here. will probably come in pretty shortly. Uh, but also, there's a fascinating MTN advert called a night shift i wonder whether you've seen it and uh, and whether you like it so tell me well check it out check it out on youtube or even check it out now on my timeline i posted it uh, last night and sometime this morning as well and tell me what you think about it is it an ad hit or an ad miss i really want to know but also any other adverts that have made a big impression on you in this last few days and and what about other issues of real importance like doom and uh, you know about the prophet doom, as you know, that has stolen the headlines in the last few days. I'm just wondering the impact it's made on the doom brand. We know the doom brand generally is there to destroy, but but has the brand been destroyed because of prophets of doom using doom uh, for for whatever reasons they believe and they convince their their followers that this is the way to go? What impact, very unintended, has it had on the doom? brand if you have any thoughts on that has it made you think any differently about it or in fact you just took it for what it is just as some have said a crazy pastor using doom and and trying to outwit or or hoodwink his followers and i don't think it's had any impact on the doom brand whatsoever i wonder what your thoughts may be on that okay but having said all of that let's get to the ion feature which we do every time around this time and my guest is uh, cabello and cholo who's the md of your self-management with us in, from the Cape Town studio. Cabello, good checking to you. Hi. Good evening. Good day, Ashra. Evening is fine. Cape Town doesn't sleep it's like Las Vegas or something like that. I understand. I've been well, celebrating my birthday. That's why. Well, there you are. Okay, so I suppose it was last night. Yeah, actually it was on Tuesday, so I had a celebration um, yesterday. Okay, I thought you yeah. did like a five-day holiday because of that, you know. All right, well, well done on that on the birthday. Yeah. That's one milestone. But, but the other is just about, about yourself and, and, your, and, your organi- and your company. Tell me about your self-management. Um, your self-management, it's a, it's, a, it's a marketing agency with a core focus on the African, or should I say black people. Um, I call it, for one to understand, it's a one-stop shop where we do above, below, and digital marketing. Um, we take a very uh, interest on understanding our clients' intellectual property strategies, and we partner with our clients so we can really be able to position them well within that uh, a very... Um, socio-cultural market or African market. And how successful have you been at this? We've been successful, I, I would have to say, um, for us as the agency to... I mean, the agency formed literally today having a full-time staff of over 300 people, not only operating within South Africa because of the interest and the understanding of the African market. We, understand, we operate within SADC. we got offices in Namibia and Zambia and throughout South Africa, head office in Johannesburg, um, regional offices, uh, office in Cape Town and Devon as well. Mm. And in, in terms of the type of clients that you're, you're involved in, uh, tell me about that. Um, um, actually, just um, it's another thing because um, you you mentioned the the likes of your Nestle, um, and I'm very uh, uh, proud to to mention that we just not just a supplier. We are preferred uh, supplier for Nestle for chocolate range, um, the likes of Tiger Brand uh, for for the breakfast cereals, um, the Otangle brand. Uh, we are preferred supplier for for that for that brand as well. Um, Blatko. 
uh, which is ETV, uh, we're responsible for it. In fact, it's, it's a very good story. When we took over that account, uh, they were struggling with the, uh, uh, the subscription for, for their decoder. Um, I think we only took the account when they were sitting less than 80,000 subscribers. And within three months last year, um, we managed to increase the subscriptions to over 200,000. Now they're sitting on, on 700,000 subscription due to the strategies that we put. So it's one of the clients that we really did well, the likes of your Microsoft, um, Telcom as well, uh, just to mention a few of the clients that you're servicing. L'Oreal as well, I shouldn't uh, forget to mention mm. that. Uh. All right, so, you know... It- it's very competitive out there, as you know. You know, as, as you and I talk, there are people plotting and planning and trying to create new markets for themselves and shipping away what people like yourself do. What is it you do that ensures that you would be the go-to place in your in your market? Um, I think I think first of all, um, our core focus into the African market and really investing. We as an agency, we investing in understanding the African markets or the black or the, the, the main market, as it may be, as I, call, as I might call it. Um, but not only that, um, it's, it's also the relationship that we have with an academic, um, partnership with um, the FET, which is further education tra- training. Not only do they were able to be a platform to offer us a motivated staff um, that are studying uh, marketing related for, for our campaigns, um, and I'm also proud to say just this, this financial year we were able to offer over 2,000 jobs or opportunities to students that are studying marketing related through the partnership we have with them um, on seasonal. And, and they also were able to come very handy with the case studies with, with them because they have the time as academics to, for them to, to really research on the trends and the new developments within the marketing. And that was really very handy. And that is one of the differentiating factors because when, we, when you're working with our clients, we just don't go out and, and, and come back and, and, and provide a report or provide um, an activation or advertisement or whatever that the time I need to us. We go deep into details. We're coming back with the research and the trends, and we are able to advise them where the market is going because of that academic uh, partnership that we have. All right, which, which gets me thinking about your own journey. And I want to invite callers as well if they wish to chat to you directly. Uh, they certainly can do that. 891 Cabello and Chola with me, the MD, the founder uh, of your self management. Uh, yeah, you can SMS me, 34701. Tweet to hashtag media show. Uh, Claire Braithwaite certainly saying uh, the MTN night shift is an ad hit. Okay, I tend to concur. In fact, I think it's really great. And there's a question that uh, uh, Clint Griffin asking a question. Uh, what are, are we going to talk about um, that very important shopping day called Black Friday? Well, maybe not in particular detail, but I'll tell you what, we'll certainly get Tonya Curry to tell us where it, it fit, uh, where, where, where it fitted in on the, on the charts in terms of the big stories, Doom, Zuma, Ramaphosa, Black Friday, which one got the most media mentions this week. I'll talk about that later on. Perhaps you can talk about it in terms of the importance that's been from a pure marketing point of view as well. Cabello, go ahead, tell me where, where did it all start for you? Um, my, my, my entrepreneurial journey, in fact, it was not all planned. Um, it was by pure default, if I have to say it. Um, um, it was highly influenced by, by my, my background, my, my humble background. Um, in fact, when, when I got to Johannesburg the year 2001, I only had one thing in mind, um, to study medicine. Um, more so that I was actually um, admitted to go study medicine at VETS. Um, because of my background, I arrived late. 
uh, which is, I think, it was something great as well. It was a blessing in disguise because um, just later, after persuading the dean to really be part of the the following year intake, which is the class of 2002, um, then they gave me a task for me to um, to do some hours at, at the Lanesia Hospital. Then I realized I can't stand blood. <laughs> <laughs> that took you a while. <laughs> um, it, it, it took me a while, um, and I think my, my administrations or my, ad, my admire to, to, to get into the medical field was based on, I'm coming from a, a village, Bapuankalakspan, that is next to the hospital. Um, my family members, my aunts and whatnot, they, they actually, we've been surrounded by nurses and uh, them aspiring to doctors. And, and that was one thing that I just wanted to have. And, and I found I was actually working as a waiter and that's where the opportunity came. And, and where the restaurant I was working at, uh, McRib in Mill Park, um, they hosted Metric for Walls. And we, the, the, the schools would, would, would book one section. And then we'll still have to serve other patrons on the other side. Then I was, it was really so uncomfortable for me because the previous year, which was the year 2000, I had a matric farewell and it was not exactly what the guys were having. And that's when I decided to say, you know, um, I should rather do an agency, do a company that will cater for matric farewell. So yourself management started first by catering matric farewell. I didn't think about it. The name yourself came about when I was thinking, who, because we're keeping on telling them to keep it low, um, I will come up with a company or an event that will, they would have loved it themselves. So the, the name yourself came up to do the metric dance the, the, the way the learners then would have done. All right. So, so that, that's how it started for you? Yes. And, and then what did you do? I mean, what, what is the first project then with regard to metric dances? Um, I did the following year, 2002, I made a bet with one of the waiters um, who said, like, okay, the following year I'm going to really host um, the learners metric, the, the same school metric for walls. Um, guess what? On that night, I made a tip of 350. He came back and he came to me and says, Cabello, you remember the bet that you made? And I said, yes. And he said, you didn't, you said you're going to go and host metric farewells for the same schools. This is 2002. Then are you going to do it? And I resigned right on the spot, took that same 350, went to print out, um, profiles. Um, calling it yourself function organizers then. Um, to cut a long story short, at the age of 19, I had four schools that were paying 25,000 rand each. So I had 100,000. Then I knew I was already into something. Then it evolved. I started hosting events for tertiary institute like VET. Um, then that's when, and I met Michelle, my mentor, Michelle Combrick, who actually introduced me to marketing the year 2007. She actually met me through, um, her assistant Kate, and they were looking for someone who's actually going to assist them with penetrating, uh, Soweto. And I was there, and I went through to her office, and right there in the, right there, I knew, um, that's who I want to position, and I, I've been using her company's into marketing as my benchmark. Well, that sounds absolutely wonderful. So, so now that you're, you're pretty established, I mean, what's the key competencies that you now provide? Um, we we providing. Um, I don't know if I may get you, um, Asha. Like, are you saying as the company? Well, well, as as a company, yeah. What, yeah. what you know, yeah. We we provide. Um, um, our strategy is just based on being a one-stop shop for our clients. Um, all the clients, you only got, you don't have many clients, you only have a handful of clients, but you are able to stretch them. Our income is over 30 million rent a year. 
and and how we able to do that? It's it's because of um, we look into each and every one. We partner with our clients and how to position their brand, whether activations, whether through digital, and whether through um, uh, advertising, doing ads for them, and in a very conventional because of our our main market or the market that we're focusing on, it is the African market. So where there's a township where you want to take your brand to the black people throughout LSM, whether you're talking like your lower LSM to your highest LSM, if you want to talk to a black person, we come up and we come up with case studies on how we can work with your brand so that your brand can resonate and can talk to that internet market. Let's talk about that, that township market. I mean, there are many others now who've understood the value of, of the township economy, right? Yeah. Uh, so so how, and how important, well, obviously it's important, that's why you're playing in that space, yeah. but, but how then do you withstand challenges from others who, who obviously see the same opportunities? It's, it's, it's a con- uh, consistent and, and, and consistent case study, consistent investment in understanding the market. And I always say to the client, um, the township or the main market within South Africa, it's worth $308 billion. Rent. So there is an opportunity. That's the mass market. That's a, that's the majority of South African. But the, the 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 trick on penetrating that market is how you going to position yourself because that market is really it's it's more of an emotional. Um, sparking. So whatever that you sell, it has to really resonate and, and, and spark the emotions. And uh, it's very interesting, like you just said with Doom, you know. So those are the, those are the things that you're investing on, on understanding and, 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 and having a one common language because of it's very diverse. Um, diverse, it's very diverse. Um, so you can have one tagline. You got eleven national, like eleven official languages, mm, mm. but we still have the the twelfth one, which is the township language. And how do you really be, are able to take your message and be able to communicate to that? And that is one key element. Okay, so interesting. You, you're saying the township language is a language, although it's very own, which yeah, it sometimes is. fuses multiple languages into one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and your thoughts in terms of research? I mean, what do do, do township people? React negatively, uh, almost indifferently, maybe is maybe the right word, to to brands that actually don't know their lingo, therefore don't speak to them in their lingo. You miss communications with the township market. It's um, you miss it. I'll say this way: like you need to understand first of all that like in the township, um, it's a wage. Someone is going to get paid, and they're going to buy your product once, and they want to carry your product throughout the whole month. So if your product really fails them, the quality and the communications that you have for your product to say why your product serves, and it actually can be interpreted wrong, they're not going to call you on, on, on your helpline to really vent out. The way to vent out is going to be through a word of mouth. They're going to tell a neighbor, a neighbor is going to tell another neighbor within a very short period, the whole street knows your product is strong. Um, the whole community then won't buy into your product. And that is one thing that we normally working on, on how do you understand that the township height works compared to others. So the, the communication and how you directly get involved to them, it's, a, it's totally different from what I will call the urban where people will call and, and will give you mm-hmm. your, your helpline a call to say, we are not happy with such a, uh, with such a product. So, and, and now with, in, in this time of, of digital where everything can just go on the social media. So it's very easy for someone not to be content or happy with a product and, and they just go to social media and then the next thing it goes viral and that has a very uh, a, a big potential of, of killing your product.
Just an interesting question from Kerry uh, in Kohatse saying, have you in any way explored rural area on the same level as townships with pay TV services? Um, we have. Um, in fact, well, what you've done, um, we, our core focus on that has always been rural and, and, and the township market. Um, also that um, we're offering, it's, it's the quality on its, uh, the product on its own, it's a, it's a digital, it offers quality and you, you just do your once-off payment. And, and I could tell you now that um, about 30% of our sales are coming from the rural areas. And, and that's why, because of when you're talking the township, I always call it the peri-urban. You cannot take off the rural areas out because of they also have the buying powers. Yeah, good, good point. All right, we've got about two more minutes to go. In terms of the biggest challenges that you now face uh, moving forward, what would they be, Cabela? Um, the biggest challenge within the business, um, like I just said, um, was just for, because you are competitive now, mm. um, you are in the market with the, with the giants. And before, we used to be um, that underdog where everyone used to really not pay much attention to. Yeah. But because yeah. of the clients that we're having now, we are exposed in terms of um, being in a competitive. So our strategies and having a very skilled people within the business. So skill, um, it's one of the co- it's one of the challenges for one to really be able to run um, the agency more based on that, like a um, as, as a 360 marketing. Um, we are more now and then being having to work on something that we have never done before. So skill is something that I'm working on within the business. Okay, that sounds pretty great. And, and maybe long term, how would you? I know it's early days in your career, but let's mm-hmm. say 20 years from now, you know, just Demarcus Brewster earlier on, who's been around for a long time. Uh, how would you, you know, like to acknowledge in the industry one day when when people reflect on your contribution? My my focus, and that's why I took the uh, the the company or the agency, not just to be comfortable to work within South Africa. My focus is to understand Africa throughout. Um, and I'm very fortunate that we should be opening um, one of the branches in Nigeria, um, thanks to the global client that actually trusted us with with the campaign throughout Africa. So we just want to be the agency to go to for you to be able to understand the African people, not South African, not Black South African, but the whole African people, where we could be able to uh, uh, position brands, positions companies accordingly within Africa. That's the, 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 the strategy that I have for till the year 2021, where um, I would really love to plant um, 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 offices within Africa, so to understand the social differences within our African people okay. and this African well, Let's uh, hope continue. it all works out for you. I mean, so far it's been a case of so far so good uh, and, and, and uh, very different from being in the medical industry and seeing blood, very different blood. Uh, it's, a, it's a blood sport, a different type of world that you're involved in right now. Cabela and Chola, thanks for your time. MD uh, and the founder of Your Self Management. I'll tell you what, tweet some of the links to your company. I would gladly share that and some of the projects that you are involved in as well. If you just tweet to hashtag media show and tweet to me, I will certainly share that. All right? Hey, thank you so much. There we are. Interesting indeed. By the way, you know, we, we, we chat to an individual or a company. Uh, we have an eye on them every week. It, it could be yours. Uh, or it could be you, in fact, uh, or, or somebody you know uh, in that field of media, marketing, branding, and advertising. So what about dropping us an email to, in fact, drop me an email, ashraf at safm.co.za. Well, profiling and celebrating winners is what we do once again uh, with the SAB Sports Media Awards, and that comes up right after this.